Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on the edge of every day here on talkradio.nyc. Tonight, we are live in the hive with diversity and inclusion expert Anne Marie Schrouder, author of the best selling book, Being Brown in a Black and White World. Conversations for Leaders About Race, Racism, and Belonging. For our 53rd episode entitled The Edge Between Black and White. As Anne Marie so expertly and courageously explores in all the stories she shares in her informative and powerful book, how can we move from the structures of either or? choosing sides, staying polarized, to the inclusive mindset of both and that embraces complexities found within each of us and in our world at large. For those of you who have become loyal listeners here on the Edge of Every Day, thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me and my guests. Our numbers keep growing and I have you to thank. I couldn't do it without you. Please continue to share this podcast with friends and family and take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman on the Edge of Every Day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to The Edge. If you like what you hear tonight and you want to check out my past episodes with my inspiring guests, you can find them on talkradio.nyc, on your favorite podcast platforms, and on my YouTube channel. And again, that's Sandra Bargeman on the edge of every day. This show is about pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues. It's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful. Those places where we are resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both internally and in the world around us. Listen, we live in edgy, tumultuous times and people are complex. The more we recognize our own edges, those places where we either or and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this week. Anne-Marie Schrouder has spent more than 20 years in the field of diversity and inclusion as a facilitator, consultant, and international speaker, and is the best-selling author of Being Brown in a Black and White World, Conversations for Leaders on Race, Racism, and Belonging. A diversity and inclusion expert with a master's in bias awareness, Anne-Marie inspires awareness in connection, whether she is presenting to an audience, leading a workshop, consulting with a client, or writing. She creates opportunities for people to see more, more of each other, themselves and the world around them. In doing so, she facilitates an opening to create spaces where people feel a sense of belonging, connection, where they can learn together and be all of who they are. These spaces are the spaces where real change can happen for people, organizations, and communities. Anne-Marie assists in the creation of healthy workplace communities through her signature methodology and inclusive leadership program. 
Organizations turn to Anne-Marie when they're looking to build environments where people can learn and are supported and where they are acknowledged and valued. And she also delivers presentations and can be found and can be booked for speaking engagements that inspire people to see more and raise awareness about the importance of inclusion. For more information, please visit Anne-Marie at annemarieschrouder.com. Hello and welcome, Anne-Marie Schrouder. Hello, Sandra. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so for exciting. coming on. <laughs> it's always oh, such a pleasure to read these incredible bios and yours just, it, it, your bio, your book, your work is such an inspiration. I was deeply, deeply uh, by reading your book. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, a pleasure. And we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But I, as I like to do, I like to share with my listeners how my guests come to me. And you come to me through three different people. Ooh, three. Um, well, you came to me first through my friend, Leslie Michaels, who had you right. as a guest on her podcast. And I recently had another um, a woman who was that Leslie introduced and me to. And it's such a pleasure to be able to share these incredible people doing incredible work with each other. Mm -hmm. But Leslie Michaels, who has, shout out to Leslie, has a um, podcast that Anne-Marie was on, uh, Women oh. We Should Know. But also, you know, Tara Lynn Curry. I do. Curry Avery, yes. Who has, is a, uh, a host here on talk radio. Please check out her podcast, Dismantling Racism. Mm -hmm. And you are also friends with Sam Leibowitz, which I just, who runs talk oh. radio, which I did not know, but I had to speak with Sam today. So shout out to Sam, who has the conscience uh, consultant also on talkradio.nyc. So we're plugging everybody. Hmm. <laughs> Excellent. And yes, indeed. It's about uplifting everyone. So uh, today folks listening in here in the United States, Anne-Marie is tuning in from where? Barbados. The lovely Barbados. Mm -hmm. Oh, and where it's nice as the wind blows here, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> but, Warm uh, ocean breezes. You know, yeah. Oh, thanks. Rub it in. That's right. No, no. Just yeah. sending them your way. <laughs> You're sending me warmth. You're sending I me am. warmth. Um, actually, I, I'm a, I, I do like the cold. I'm one of the strange people that do, does like mm. the cold. I don't like it all the time, but I, but I do like the seasons. But anyway, here in the United States, it's MLK Day. Uh, how fitting to be talking about this mm -hmm. work on this day. The, the, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Today, we celebrate his work, his legacy, his mission, his vision. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I love that that you um, have it in your book, uh, a quote of his that a lot of people throw around at this time. Um, a lot of people who don't want to focus in on race throw this quote around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, an MLK quote, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, said in 1963. Mm -hmm. And 60 years later, I was born then, 60 years later, here we are. Here we are. Here we I wonder are. What he, I wonder what he, would, what, we, what he would say about today. Yeah. You know? I mean the, the 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 spiritual side of me, the eternal optimist. Well, that's not even those two don't even have to go hand in hand. I know that strides have been made, but I also know that they they haven't. Yeah. So anyway, um, you said in your book after that quote, which I love because we're going to get into the colorblindness. MLK didn't uh -huh. have a dream that suggested we not see color in right. order to see the content of character and the colorblindness. And so I, I, 
loved the forward of your book from your friend and colleague, Candy Barone. Am I pronoun- mm-hmm. pronouncing her name correctly? Yes. And that she, you were attending a workshop or a presentation of hers, and she said the words, I don't see color. Yeah. Which I have people in my life to, to this day that still say that. Oh, and so do I. My and- mother being one. <laughs> Right. Well, well I, and you're, you've got this incredible poetry. Folks, she has her own poetry in this book as well. And this is, she said, mom said, this is her poem. I don't see your color, you said. I love you as if these can't coexist, being and loving. And I wonder how you can love me if you don't see my brown skin. Beautiful. I mean, like, bam. How do you respond to people in your work, in your daily life, your friends, your clients? I don't see color. Yeah, well, thanks for reading the poem, first of all. It's interesting to hear it from somebody else's mouth, right? Um, How do I respond? You know, I know, or I think I know, or I choose to know, that when people say I don't see color, um... They're, they they mean that they value me and they, you know, they honor who I am and they're not, uh, they're not seeing me like some people in the world might see me as being taken down a notch because of my skin color. I get that, you know, log- like logistically. It's well meant. Right. And so, and so I approach the, 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 the comment with, with that kind of, you know, grace. Mm. I think we all need grace. Um, yeah. And, um, I like to talk about it because, because I'm Brown, (laughs) you know, this is my skin color. It is, it is a, an integral and important part of who I am. It has shaped my experiences. It shapes how I see the world. It shapes how I move through the world or don't in some, in some, in, in all situations. And so, what I, what I hope that people take away from a conversation with me about this, short or long, is that you have to see my color yeah. to really see me. The challenge becomes what we do with the seeing of it. That's where the problem lies, you know? So I, I like to talk about how kids are always fabulous at noticing the obvious, yeah. right? People with disabilities, people's different skin colors, their height, their size. And they'll boop, it'll pop right out of their mouth. And then we as adults freak out because, you know, the kid has said, and we want to, you know, push them out of the room and, and get out of there. Mm-hmm. It's not the noticing that's the problem. It's the judgment we make yeah. based on what we see. That's the problem. Yeah. And for the people, you know, uh, who continue to struggle with it, that want to defend that, that yeah, it's it does come from and acknowledging that it comes from a good place. And I, I'm speaking of some some good friends of mine that defend it. The implication that it implies that because you don't see the skin, then mm-hmm. the, that there's there's then there's the problem with the skin. Yeah, I mean, once you just like it, just it, it, you just make that can as a white person, duh, of course. Yeah. You know, that they wouldn't be saying that about a white skin, a person of white skin. Um, yeah. So. It's amazing the lengths we go to um, not see difference when difference is what makes us who we are. And the power of diversity. And yeah. that, that that's what this, the name of the show came out of a scientific term about the power of diversity. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we talk about how, tribes and how they feel safe with sameness yes but we've got to go to break and that's a good spot to go we don't want to we don't need to unpack the 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 psychological (laughs) reasons why people like sameness um because we have glorious things to talk about in your book and in your work so folks stay tuned when we come back with Anne marie we are going to talk about her wonderful either or versus both and and we're going to dive into all tendrils of that work when we come back with Anne Marie Schrouder on the edge of every day stay tuned 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. with our wonderful guest, Anne-Marie Schrouder. So Anne-Marie, the linchpin of your work, either or versus both and. So so talk to us about what that is. How how did you come to that understanding? How did that show up in your life? How is that the the linchpin, the crux of all of your work? Mm -hmm. Here's a big question Um, for you. That's a big question. So, you know, and it it continues to unfold. It continues to be something that I work on, notice, um, focus on. But so I'm biracial. Spoiler alert for those of you who who want to read the the book. Um, I'm biracial. My dad's black. My mom's white. And I have spent, you know, most of my life um, ping-ponging back and forth between the two, right? Not black enough for the black kids, not white. You know, where do I fit? Where do I belong? How do I, how do I fit? Um, and a years ago, how many years ago now? Hmm, three, four, five, I can't remember. Some In my late 40s, <laughs> a few years ago, um, I was at a retreat in Winnipeg run by a, a, a friend and colleague of mine, Joseph Rancis. We were talking about our work and what we do. And it, it, it occurred to me through poetry and that's why it's ah. in the book. Cause that's how my heart, right. Things take hello. You know? Yes. That's how I learn. That's how things drop in. That's how I'm sort of led to realizations and healing really. Yeah. Um, so I had, had started writing poetry again that particular weekend. And I, I shared some of that in, in the session that we did um, me and, three white guys. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to share this poem, but they're amazing human beings. And, you know, and I looked around the room, everybody was sort of teary afterward. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, they get it. It was about race and my skin color, but they totally got it. Um, I realized on that, on that weekend, um, thanks to being able to share the poem and talk about it and talk about the parts of my life that had inspired that, that, having to choose first of all we know the world is very polarized in so many issues yeah you have to be here or there and then we want to fight about it and somebody wants to be right and we know what happens after that the what what suddenly came to me was oh my gosh like i'm not black or white i am black and white and therefore me and so both of those things are true 
Yes. And I am an individual human being that has, that, that, you know, comes to the world with all these experiences. Um, and so what I do now is I hold that space for people because yes, you know, whether we're talking about black and white or any other, you know, two sides, quote unquote, we each have work to do in our respective areas. Right. Um, and we come together to, and we really listen and we share and we hear and we, and we learn from each other and with each other, we can move forward in a different way. Um, and that's what I'm endeavoring to do in my work. It is so powerful. Um, and it's so the edge of every day. I mean, that's really the, 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 one of the core tenets of the principle that I, upon which I founded the original show, The Edge of Every Day, that morphed into this podcast, this mm. understanding of the complexities that each human being walks with, and each country and each government and each organization, the, these complexities and the willingness, if we can hold the tension of all of that, mm. the profound, what can emerge, like Jung, Jung says, um, that, that can encompass all of that and create something new. Yeah. That not only solves that and holds that in wholeness, but mm -hmm. also create something new. This, yes. the safety and the, of either or. I mean, you know, we just see it playing out in all the governments. And, mm -hmm. and how do you work with, when you're, when you work with a, a single client, do you work with single clients? Like individuals? Yeah. Or, or are you primarily somebody that, um, that works in workshops. Yeah, I'm, I'm primarily, I'm, I'm the guy who comes in and sort of opens everything. You know, there's my, You're the can we, opener. We, I'm the can opener. Oh my that's, God. Yes. That's what she calls in. herself. The can that's opener. I, I love that. Myself. Yeah. That's my, that's my sweet spot. So I'm, I'm, I love coming into an organization and shining a light on the things that we haven't thought about before, the things that we didn't know about before and, and watching people go, Oh, <laughs> you know, and then that's the beginning, a beautiful beginning of, a, of what comes next conversation, dialogue, inquiry, learning, you know, change. Right. That's, that's my spot. Yeah. And, and shining the light into the shadowy corners, into yeah. the shadowy places where people are resistant. Um, mm -hmm. do, do you, when you work in these groups, I mean, what, what, how do you create these safe spaces? I mean, listeners, you read this book and you read what people are saying about her. This woman is like <laughs> the diversity inclusion whisperer. Um, <laughs> like, un, um, how do you set up these? Oh, and before I get out, go on to that, I really want to make sure that in before you go on, before you talk about how you create these safe spaces. I have heard recently a phrase that I, I want to acknowledge because I think people need, you know, need to under, hear this. People who are not getting exposed to these kinds of, of gatherings and workshops and presentations. People are just, you know, really finally since George Floyd's murder mm. are finally, you know, the light bulb is going off and wanting to dive into this work. But the phrase inclusion doesn't necessarily um, uh, um, doesn't always lead to inclusion leads to diversity but diversity doesn't always lead to inclusion oh yeah yeah and you know mm -hmm. and that's uh, in my learnings I get it um, yeah. speak to us about what that means yeah, I'd love to. So diversity is a fact, right? It's just about difference. And inclusion is a feeling. It's the quality of, of our experience. And if you think about uh, feeling included, it's a yummy feeling. It could, you know, we feel valued. We feel acknowledged. We feel um, like we belong. We feel loved. All those yummy, yummy things. Um, 
the challenge is that the D and the I are stuck together. And now we've added the E. I mean, it's not new, but it's, it's yeah. now we see it more and more. More often, yeah. <clears throat> which I'm really happy about. Mm. Um, but they're stuck together. For our listeners. Equity. Yes. Yeah. And I like to stick a B on the end. So E-D-I-B, B for belonging. But, you know, then we'll end up with a huge acronym that nobody will know all the words to. Um, but the, the, the D and the I are, are you know, they, they come together in this, in this way. And then we get confused. We think if we increase diversity, which is who is there, you know, visible or invisible diversity, because we can't see all types of diversity. But by by increasing the diversity, we think that we've, you know, shazam, we've now we it. have inclusion. We've done Boom. it. Woo! And we go off on our merry way. And diversity is the low-hanging fruit, because especially if you can see it, you can check it off. Right? Yeah. Check, check, check. Did it, did it, did it. Look, we look better now. We look different now. We look, there's more diversity here. Yay! Celebration, celebration. What we miss in that is the inclusion piece, the feeling how people, the experiences that people are having in our space. And when we don't go further than diversity, what often happens is that the, the people who we have welcomed into our space don't feel included, right. don't feel like they can be um, forthcoming with their ideas or perspectives, don't feel like their ideas are welcome, don't feel like people want to know what they have to say or how their experiences are different, or they might hear it, but they don't do anything with it. And so inclusion is what we are building together. And I believe it's something that we, we create together over time. Inclusion doesn't happen like that. We don't do inclusion. We create inclusion. And so as we create spaces where people feel all those yummy things, you know, valued and acknowledged and cared for, all that, all those things, when we build those spaces um, by raising our awareness, by building community, by using what we learn about each other to create a sense of belonging, the diversity will come because people feel good there. Right. Yeah. It's circular. Yeah. Absolutely. But we have to start with, in my opinion, we need to start with the inclusion first. People don't like that because it doesn't, you can't tell that well, they're doing it. Too. <laughs> you can't see it, right? You can feel it if yeah. you take the time. Um, yeah. And yes, it's hard work. It's yeah. hard work and it takes courageous conversations and being triggered and stepping out of your comfort zone and being willing to, to, to being challenged to, to, to really hear someone's truth. Yeah. And the payoffs for organizations um, are and, huge. Absolutely. Uh, huge. On how many, you know, very huge uh, yeah. through, you know, a happy staff or happy uh, environment and with mm -hmm. what they're, what they're putting out in the world and what profits they're seeing. I would think it just would go through the roof. Yeah. There's so many ripple effects that come from somebody feeling good at work and, and like they matter. I mean, like a no brainer. So many. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Yeah. And, and, and they're, and they're, yeah. and it's far, far reaching ripple effects. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay, we have two minutes to break. So I am wondering if we, ha I think we have enough time for this. Um, okay. how, and we can continue afterwards, but, but how do you create these spaces? Uh, you know, set, set up, tell, paint us a picture of how that, how you move into that if you can. Okay. Yeah. One, well, one minute. The one secret minute. sauce. Um, carefully. <laughs> done drop the mic boom that's it <laughs> that was perfect how do you do paint that picture carefully oh i love it yeah i mean you know for all of the things we just said all of uh, you know everyone well and speaking as a, a you know people are just afraid to yeah. speak to do this and that's what i want to start with when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about the vulnerability piece in these safe spaces and the vulnerability piece in Anne-Marie's incredible book when we come back on the Edge of Every Day. Stay tuned. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Schrouder, about to dive in talking about vulnerability and setting up these safe spaces for people to learn about inclusion and diversity and Mm -hmm. belonging. And so my question was, and you so gloriously answered carefully, what was, um, how do you set these spaces to uh, uh, paint the picture of, of how you create if you will, um, these conversations? Yeah. So, I mean, I was serious with the carefully because of course. It's, an, it's a navigation, right? Yeah. And, the, and it's different every time because the groups are different every time. The people in those groups are different. Um, so, so I want to come in with compassion. Yeah. You know, we're at different parts of our journey. Some, for some people, this is the first time they've had a conversation about inclusion or diversity or race or whatever we happen to be talking about, whether it's a narrow aspect of a diversity or a broad <clears throat> aspect of diversity. So we want to have some compassion for folks who are feeling like, oh my gosh. And the other folks are like, oh, again, you know, like, why are we still talking about this and everything in between? Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like we, we create those spaces um, gently and slowly. And, and we just, you know, one conversation at a time. And I like the word safer because we can never hundred percent guarantee no, safety. Yes, no such right. Thing. Right. When your version of safety is perhaps not mine. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we are bound to make mistakes and, and here's the thing for me, safety isn't about never make a mistake. Safety is about how do I hold you when the mistake happens, right? How do I stay with you when the mistake happens? Yes. You know, how do I show up? And then, and then that, so that talks to your vulnerability, right? That mm-hmm. talks to, you know, how much, what am I willing to share and let you in so that you can see a little bit more about who I am and, and where I'm coming from? And, and what are you willing to do on your end so that I can see a little bit more, you know, acknowledge a little bit more about about who you are and sometimes spaces are super safe because we're sort of skimming the surface and then we drop a little bit deeper and then it gets a little you know it can it can get a little bit like oh um, people get triggered and defensive and afraid afraid all of those rough edges that we talk about yeah and we respond very differently to those things depending on our past experiences and who we are in the world. Right. So it's a dance. Yeah. Really. It's a dance. Yeah. You know, it, it makes me think about asking you, well, I'll get to that later asking you about, you know, your, your, some of your, your 
No, I'll ask you it now. Ask um, me now. Yeah. The, the thing <laughs> that you love, uh, that you love most about this work and what's for you personally and what's the mo- what has been the really rough edge of this work? I mean, you know, it, it doesn't take a jump to uh, imagine that for you, but I don't want to assume that I, you know, you might just mm. shock me with some of the things that, that fill your heart and make, make you sad. Yeah. The things that fill my heart are those moments when I can feel people opening, Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. something's landing. Um, they're having a moment, they're realizing something new, something that somebody in their, in their group has said has touched them. You know, I love those. Those are amazing moments. Yeah. Um, and some of the edgy moments are, you know, when, when people can't meet each other, yeah. when they're just so in their version of whatever we're talking about that they cannot even if they're trying, they, they can't, they cannot get out of that and, and meet us halfway, right? Meet the other person halfway. Um, yeah. An example of that that you can feel comfortable sharing? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, you know, I had, <laughs> I love this story because it's just so ridiculous that, that I can't even believe that it happened to me, but I was doing a session years ago and uh, and somebody just couldn't, wrap their head around gender identity could not could not do it and and it was a, a small piece of what we I mean it wasn't a workshop on gender or a presentation on gender identity but we were talking about diversity and inclusion and why it's important right and this gentleman just this gentleman said to me what if I want to what if I want you to call me your majesty and I was like what <laughs> like uh and I, I, I just like speechless. I, I did not know what to say. You know, what if I want to be a horse? Mm. Wow. And I, and, and I, you know, we engage where I was talking to him about, um, you know, how people feel and, and what the space that we create to allow them to feel like they're acknowledged that they're important. And, and I, it just, it couldn't, it was, it wasn't landing for him. And, and his, it was his colleagues that said, Hey, you know, Remember why we started this company? Because there were some people that didn't want to work with us. Like, what are you doing? And, and in the end, we had to agree to disagree because the whole conversation would have focused on, on this, yeah. but he, he just, he couldn't get it. Yeah. Bless or, his heart. He could not get it that day. Maybe, maybe the next day. Or would not. Um, or would not, right? More yeah. to the point. I don't think it's, you know, it, yeah. It, just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean you can't grasp it. Uh, or just because it's sort of confusing doesn't mean you can't grasp it. But, but yeah, you know. I, I really think, Sandra, that sometimes we just cannot. Like there's something that stops us from being that open on that particular day that we can hear yeah, something different. That. That's true. I would agree with that. You know, you know I just I, I, I don't want to endow people with skills at the moment that they don't have. Um, but yes, I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. But, but the vulnerability piece also that I want to weave into this is the vulnerability that you had in your own book, mm. you know, and I just was like, damn, I, I, if I ask people to be vulnerable, then I'm just going to do it in my book. And yeah, and it was beautiful, Anne-Marie. Thank you. So for folks, uh, this is not a spoiler. It jumps right out right at the beginning, you know, she's, it's this glorious weaving, a hybrid weaving of teachings about DNI and race versus racism. And um, which we'll touch on and, and, and all of the work that she does with her own personal stories on her growth through either or being uh, biracial and uh, multicultural and her heartfelt stories and her poetry. Gorgeous. And it just flows so beautifully. And my husband who read the book and loved it and is going to pass it along into his agencies. Um, you know, he, he loved, he wanted to know if some of the, your text inspired some of the poetry or some of the poetry inspired the sum of the text and, and the, the creative process of that choice of, of, of weaving that in, was it a creative choice or was it, as you said, completely about your heart? 
Yeah. Um, maybe a little both. Maybe. Well, definitely about my heart. You know, poetry is how my heart speaks and they're succinct. And I feel for me, they're to the point. Yeah. No fluff. Like that's what it is. And so I didn't want to get lost in the flowery, you know, writing about something to the point where you lose, lose the point. Um, the poems are, have, had been written already many of them years before. Um, and I really toyed with, you know, should I just write a book of poetry and leave them by themselves and then do this businessy book, you know, by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I sometimes still wonder about that. Did I do the right thing? Um, but, but in the end, an example of both and exactly, it's exactly. the edge of every day. Exactly. So Here in the end, is- sorry, no, you go ahead. Yeah. In the end, I wanted it to be a meaningful book. And if you don't like poetry or you don't want to read them, don't read them. But for me, it, it allowed me to say, really say what I wanted to say. Um, and then the, the, the stories, the personal stories that I, that I wrote around those gave context. Yeah. Right. And it really moved the poetry, you know, sometimes it it, it doesn't always uh, that when people include things like that in, in their books, it doesn't necessarily always move the story, if you will, forward. Mm. And in every instance, your poetry did. And I couldn't wait to read it when I got Mm. to it, you know, as opposed to sometimes I'll admit, I want to skip over the poetry and keep reading and then come back to the poetry. Yours was, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, So we have enough time. Race versus uh, racism. Uh The cons go, I, I won't, I'll let you say it. Well, race, as as many of us now know more than and, we and, did. And those of you who have not heard yeah. this. Yeah. Hang race. on to your seat, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody made it up. Complete construct. Complete construct. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, yeah. So because somebody made it up, it's, it's, a, it's not a real thing. And, and we've, many of us have been taught that it is, um, you know, in, in oh, various ways by various have. people. Well, I think lately, I would like to think that some people haven't been lately. Well, that's but true. very lately, uh, you know, very you lately. know, okay. And those people are going to grow up and run the world. Of right. Like my child, for example, yes. right. She's 10 and we talk about it. So she's, she's not growing up with the idea that there are different races of people. She's growing up with the idea that there is human beings within this case, different skin colors. Hooray. Right. But, but because of that construct, um, you know, created with and, and the ripple effects of that construct, um, we have racism. Because what that construct did was then categorize people by skin tone and give some people more value, lighter skin, and some people less value, darker skin. And Shazam, racism was born. And so as much as race is a construct, racism is very real and impacts us all, impacts all of us, every every single single one one of us, right? White people, black people, and every color in between, just it impacts us differently. Some people are impacted in a positive way because of racism and some people are impacted in a negative way because of racism because of the amount of melanin we have or don't have in our skin and what we make that mean by virtue of this social construct created a few hundred years ago and 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 the soul crushing lie of it that 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 the certain color is at the top of this value list Right. And what you have to soul crush to maintain that myth. Mm, absolutely. So I, I came across this quote on a, uh, a website. I'm, I'm, it's a, also the name of a, um, a, how do you say in your country? Documentary. Um, thank you. There's the word. Deconstructing Karen um, is the name of it. Um, mm. Brilliant. Deconstructing Karen. And this is from their Instagram page. And it said the cost of white privilege and white supremacy for white people is nothing short of trading humanity for the illusion of comfort. Ooh. 
so spot on just so spot on and yeah so that's a resource everyone um you can get you can watch that documentary i believe on hulu um and i think that if you go to um deconstructing karen on instagram there is going to be um a group that's going to show it in the fall uh for free um but but you're going to watch it together and and discuss it in this group and you know again just continue to for white people in particular to understand where their bias is to understand where their blinders are to understand the work that we need to do to move mm-hmm. this conversation and this work and this dismantling of racism forward. With that said, we have to go to a break. When we come back, um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to hear about what's what's your leading edge, what's next for you, how people can find you, and um, and all that good stuff. When we come back with Anne-Marie Schrouder on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rained. But it falls on the edge, on the edge. of every day. Back with Anne Marie Schrouder. What is your part in creating a world where all people feel a sense of belonging? Well, and I love I love that question out of in the top of her book. I have a quote here that I want to read. It's by Neil Gaiman. And and it is really relevant. I mean, it's relevant for the new year, and we're we're still wishing people happy new year and starting our thinking of our intentions, but I think that it's really apropos for the work that you do, Anne-Marie, and I know you're going to love this. I hope that in this year to come, you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Because if you are making mistakes, then you are making new things, trying new things, learning, living, pushing yourself, changing yourself, changing the world. You're doing things you've never done before, and more importantly, you're doing something. So that's my wish for you and all of us and my wish for myself. Make new mistakes. Make glorious, amazing mistakes. Make mistakes nobody's ever made before. Don't freeze. Don't stop. Don't worry that it isn't good enough or it isn't perfect, whatever Mm. it is. Art or love or work or family or life or diversity or inclusion. Whatever it is you're scared of doing, do it. Make your mistakes, 
next year and forever. Love it. Yeah, pretty powerful. Yeah, very. Well, very I would, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say people worry about making mistakes all the time in this work, right? Yeah. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? Um, that's life, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think for me, what I, what I always tell people that I'm working with is it's not just about the mistake. It's what we do after. It's what we do oh, with beautiful. it. Yeah. Right. It's how I connect with you and how I show up. Yeah. Uh, well, so what, I mean, we've talked about the clients and the workshops. Uh, why, why did you write this book? For whom is this book for? Well, I put leaders in the subtitle because I wanted leaders in particular to read it. Um, I think when you work at an organization, if the leadership is open, if the leadership understands that this is something to lean into, then it's, it's more likely to fly, more likely to be, become part of the DNA in an organization. And so from a client perspective, um, you know, I really hope that leaders pick it up and, and sort of take a minute to do some self-reflection as they're reading it. Right. And, and um, that's why there's the, the piece, the business piece in there, but there's also the personal piece again to, to give it context. But I really hope that everybody picks it up. Of course. You know, because we're all leaders in our lives in some way, shape or form. Um, we all, all have of people us are that are responsible for dismantling racism and all of us are responsible. Yeah. All of us. And so you know, I said to you before, man, did I make a mistake? Should I have done the poetry book by itself to make it more accessible? You know, um, should I reprint it without the subtitle? Because maybe only leaders are picking it up. I don't know. But I think it'll find its way. I hope it'll find its way to the people that are ready to explore um, the role that race has played in their lives, whether they're white, black, or, you know, all of the glorious colors in between, quote unquote. Um, I think it's a conversation we all need to have. Well, and I think I think the whole understanding of leadership is shifting. I think, um, and that's why the poetry is so amazing. People are, are are really leaders now. Have to are embracing know thyself mm -hmm. in a much deeper way. Um, yeah. the, the old style, the either or style of leadership is over yeah is falling away and yeah. is being replaced by leaders who are embracing this and 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 people who are to your point stepping into their leadership in a variety of ways mm -hmm. uh, me with a podcast um you know lots yeah. of different ways of of leading absolutely yeah. so um what do you personally, what edge are you, are you working on personally right now? <laughs> Navigating right now. So many edges. Um, you know, what I, what I still grapple with um, is, am I black enough? You know, still, still, even though I'm, I'm, I'm holding this space. Of course you are. <clears throat> we do the work and we spiral. We do and the just work. When we, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, very recently had somebody say to me, how dare you do anti-black racism work You're, when you don't identify as black? And it, it just really took my breath away for more than a moment. I was just like, oh. you know, so I am, my edge is, is reminding myself of my worth as a human being who has a very particular experience in this body this time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the work that I can do from this place and in this place and, and how I, you know, who I can touch through this work. And it's not going to be everybody, right. Because we're going to resonate or not resonate. Right. Um, and for sure um, I'm not going to have the same experience as somebody who is black for sure. Um, and the experiences that I have 
in many cases, allow for a conversation that I um, am grateful to be able to have with people about race. Yeah. Very powerful. You embody the edge of every day and both and. You are your walking teachings. It's exquisite. Absolutely exquisite. So we can find you, Anne-Marie Schrouder, at annemarieschrouder.com. Yes, very creative. <laughs> and, um, and all of, uh, and I love your, your website, all of um, your wonderful team is there. And uh, the most of them, not all of them, most of them. Some well, have chosen not to have a picture up there, but most yes. of them. Well, yeah. I just loved your website. Um, Thank you. And, and the, the, um, your book you can find there. Oh, wait, no, you have a separate website for your book, right? You can and get I, it through, you can get it through amreeshrider.com. Okay. There's a link there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, they, uh, if you are uh, in need of hiring Anne-Marie for speaking or for a, either one of her incredible courses, you can do that as well. You can read about that on her website as well. Um Anne-Marie, thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom and your warmth Mm. and your vulnerability and your creativity and mentoring all of us through this conversation. Mm. Thank you, Sandra, for having me. It's been a pleasure. And before I thank all of you out there for listening, I would like you, Anne-Marie, to, is there anything you want to close with, with our, our listeners? Mm. I would just encourage everybody to pause. Um, Just to pause. Hear again, listen more. Just pause. I love that. Power of the pause, of silence, and of deep listening, deep active listening. Amen. Thank you. Mm And to our listeners, thank you for spending this time with us. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. See you next week. This is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is our Under pressure. Under pressure. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? 
Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 